Hello, and welcome back to Stern Chats, a podcast that explores the untold stories of the NYU Stern community. My name is Ali Nunez. And my name is Rishi Chandra. And today we're going to be discussing dual degrees with two special guests. Our first guest is Jessica Rowland from Strasburg, Illinois. At NYU, Jessica is a Liederman Scholar in Law Economics and a Jacobson Scholar of Law and Business, both of which are academic fellowships. She is also a Kia Motor Scholar and Robert McKay Scholar, both academic distinctions. Jessica was the grand prize winner of the 2021 NYU Law Venture Fund Business Plan and Pitch Competition and served as co-president of the JD MBA Association. After graduation, Jessica will work as an associate at Cravath, Swain, and Moore LLP. Our second guest today is Key Harish. He is a first-year MBA student in the MD MBA program at NYU. He is originally from Philadelphia and completed his undergraduate education at Johns Hopkins University. Outside of school, he likes to play tennis, cook, and homebrew. I'm really looking forward to hear what both Jessica and he have to say today about their dual degree program. So let's dive in. He and Jessica, thank you guys so much for being here today. I'm really excited to hear from both of you about your various dual degrees. So I guess to get us started here, why don't you tell us a little bit about what inspired the dual degree as opposed to doing just the MD or just the JD? He, why don't we start with you? Sure, thanks for having me. I think the process kind of happened gradually and uh, it was when I noticed during largely my undergraduate experiences that uh, there was this gap between what happens in the medicine world and kind of what happens everywhere else. There were a couple of experiences that uh, sort of informed this. One was uh, when I worked at an insurance startup uh, run largely by medical folks um, that couldn't adapt in business ways uh, and 40,000 people ended up losing their insurance because of this gap between um, sort of medical knowledge and, and business knowledge. Uh, the second was actually personal. My, uh, my mother uh, passed away from a stroke um, at a relatively young age. And uh, at that point, I realized there are a lot of things that at this point, medicine doesn't have answers for. Uh, and it's not due to a lack of research. It's due to, again, this gap between what's going on uh, in, in the scientific uh, world of, of biomedicine and what we can bring to market and uh, bring to patients from a business sense. And that's kind of what guided me through the uh, MD application process to look at schools that had both uh, strong MD programs and MBA programs that I could one day combine. Amazing. Yeah, I, I love that you thought about that at very different points in your life and seen that theme throughout. I know it's probably something you're going to come to see as you continue the program. Jessica, how about you? Hi, thanks for having me. I don't have any particular uh, compelling story the way that Key does, but I did always know that I wanted to do the dual degree JD MBA. Uh, when I was younger, I was much more interested in politics and policy and um, started to realize the impact that economics and finances and following the money has and can have on the way that our society is shaped. So I ended up um, throughout college, I did an interdisciplinary degree, and I was always the person who uh, was too businessy for the social or legal side and a little bit too legal for the business side. So um, that's a line that I've always felt really comfortable walking and I've always felt really comfortable being a bridge between those two communities. So it's always made a lot of sense for me personally. I know that that's not the story for everyone, how that they decide to do a degree. A lot of people come with a lot more uncertainty. Um, but for me, it was always a really natural choice. That's awesome. Yeah, I can relate to kind of 
you know, finding comfort in that gray space, especially when a lot of our classmates are on a more, you know, strict path and a more narrow path. So um, I can definitely relate to that. In terms of skills and expertise, is there anything in particular that you're really hoping to get out of the MBA program? I think uh, the real core skills of the MBA are going to be really important for me, as well as the network. And that has to do a little bit with the reasons of why I'm doing it. Um, But I'm going to at least start out in my career as a corporate lawyer. And so I'll be working really closely with businesses and knowing how they run, how they operate, um, as well as knowing how to parse the documents that we get from them really well, knowing how to understand um, financial statements or very like complex legal or financial documents is really going to be at the core of what I do. And so a big part of the MBA for me is gaining these real hard skills that we learn in our classes and becoming a better professional because of it. Um, you know, of course, if you stay in the legal field much longer or, you know, if you want to hop into the business field, the network that you get in the MBA always helps. But I think for me, a lot more than most MBA students, the classes and what I'm learning in them is a really big part. Yeah, I agree with everything that Jessica said. I think my perspective has been medicine for the past several years, and so I can kind of compare against that. We learn nothing about business in medical school. And you'd be surprised, we really learn nothing about insurance. Uh, we learn nothing about how things are paid for. And uh, all we really get is the, the biomedical science and how to take care of a patient. And so understanding the the classes, understanding the concepts uh, is really important, as well as understanding the culture. There are a lot of unwritten rules, no matter what discipline you're in. And so understanding the language, being able to uh, interact with people on on both sides, uh, and of course, the network that Jessica spoke about uh, is, is why I'm uh, sort of here and what I'm looking to get out of it. It's interesting to see how um, all of the different parts of both degrees kind of play into each other in different ways. You know, some some dual degrees have more exposure, some have less, but it seems like you both have very clear ideas of how you want to use what you're learning in both. And so I'm curious if we can rewind a little bit and talk about the admissions process for both of these degrees. I'm sure most of us are familiar with, you know, what the MBA application process looked like, but I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit more about what it looks like applying for the dual degree and whether, you know, things like admissions and even financial aid look the same for anybody who might be interested. So the admissions process for us starts with the MD. And at that time, you can choose whether you want to indicate that you're interested in the MD, MBA specifically, uh, or you can decide later on. But the MD admissions process involves uh, writing an application and then interviewing at schools. And then once you're admitted, uh, they kind of make you decide by your second year of medical school uh, whether you're interested in pursuing that extra degree. And from there, you then get a stern application. And I'm not quite certain what the general Stern uh, admission, admissions application structure looks like, but ours is a little bit truncated. Uh, we do a pick six, we write a small essay, there's no interview involved, and then effectively they let us know whether we're in or not. And generally, students find out uh, by the, the third year of, of their medical school process. And then as far as financial aid goes, uh, it's interesting. The The medical school, very, very fortunately for us, is free. Uh, There's no tuition involved. And so uh, the program, and we'll talk about the structure uh, later if if we're interested, um, but the program kind of has you do the uh, medical school part and the business school part in an accelerated time frame. 
which gives you an advantage over applying out uh, to other MBA programs that are not part of NYU. Uh, and for that reason, uh, kind of you are not as eligible for financial aid packages, scholarships in particular on the Stern side because you are getting that advantage and uh, presumably because our uh, medical school financial aid is uh, is so nice. That's really interesting. I didn't realize that, you know, you have to kind of make that decision so early in your med school tenure, but um, very interesting to see. Jessica, what did the process look like for you as you were applying to the JD MBA? Yeah, so um, our process also starts through the law school, um, and it, the applications are completely separate. You have to apply to the law school and the business school separately, but you can choose when you get to do that. So you can apply to law schools and business schools at the same time. There's a little bit of um, strategy involved in deciding whether you want to apply to business school at the same time you apply to law school. Um, so, for example, you're going to be applying to more than one law school, just not just NYU. And if you want to apply to business school at the same time, then you'll be likely doing business school applications for every law school that you apply to. Um, but you also have the option of applying to Stern once you've already been admitted to the law school at NYU, uh, which means that you'll then only be writing one business school application. Um, so I applied to law schools first got into NYU law, and then you can, um, you'll be doing two years of law school before business school starts, so you can choose to apply to Stern in either your first or your second year of law school. That gives you a lot more time to talk to professors, to people at Stern, to other students to really decide if that degree is right for you. Um, and I will say that I think the law school or the JD MBA community is really open to having those conversations. I had uh, one of these conversations with a student last night who is interested in applying to the MBA, um, and I've had at least a dozen of them over the past year. Um, so I personally would really encourage that route, um, but it really is up to you and you have a lot of time to decide. And if you really know that you want to do both at the same time, you certainly can do it at your initial application process as well. Thanks for explaining that. Yeah, I had no idea about, uh, you know, a lot of that. And it sounds like there's definitely a lot of choices and a lot of thought that you had to put into this before deciding on NYU. And so on that same note, um, I'm, I'm curious why you both decided on NYU and, um, you know, was the dual degree part of what appealed to you and why you ended up at NYU? So I definitely knew that I wanted to stay in New York for my degrees. And NYU, I, had, I worked at Columbia for a while in the law school for a, um, a corporate law professor. And so I also got to learn a lot about um, that school and what the academic space at both schools was like. The professor I worked for ended up becoming a professor at NYU Law. So I really got to see both, which was a great perspective for me. And Typically, for someone who knows that they want to be in the business law space, Columbia is often a natural choice because they have a really great corporate law program. But I was actually really attracted to NYU because, in my mind, it's a lot more of a build-your-own-adventure type of dual degree, whereas Columbia has a really clear corporate law track, and they have you know, great faculty that have a renowned research history, um, it also works very well for people who don't necessarily have a whole lot of background or experience in corporate law or in this space, because it'll kind of, 
you know, guide you through the process from start to finish and you don't have to make a lot of choices. But NYU is a real build your own adventure type of place. And we have a fantastic business law faculty, both in the law school and in the business school. So it means that you, if you're comfortable doing so, get to tailor your education so much more to exactly what you want to do, exactly what you're interested in. And that means more choices for you, but a whole lot more freedom and flexibility as well. So for that reason, I think NYU is a really natural choice for me. Yeah, absolutely. That makes so much sense. And uh, I can definitely relate to NYU giving you lots of options, which which can be a positive or a negative depending on um, how you look at it. But um, that's awesome that it was a, a positive for you. Um, and Key, what about you? What, why NYU? And um, did the dual degree have any piece to do with that? Full disclosure, uh, the medical school application process is kind of a crapshoot. And so you apply broadly, get in where you can, and then you size up your options. And so once I got to that stage, I looked around and, of course, NYU has uh, on the medical side this free tuition. uh, But I thought that that was actually more a a, a symptom than the reason um, why I was was coming of uh, innovation. And I think NYU in general as, as a institution is very forward looking, uh, whether on the medical side or on the business side, it does have this MD, MBA, which is uh, a, a relatively unique uh, but growing dual degree program. And uh, in addition, with the dual degree specifically, uh, it gives you a wide range of flexibility when you jump from the medical school to the MBA. And just in in short, you do your three years of medical school, finish your coursework, and then jump to the MBA. They give you full flexibility. They just loan you to the business school, and you can do whatever you want from there. You can concentrate in real estate if you want to, or fashion, who knows, Um, whereas other programs are a little bit more selective about what you study. And I thought that that was rather attractive. I could fill in the gaps that I wanted to fill in. That's really interesting. Um, I can definitely see how that's like very similar to Stern in some ways, where it's you can fill in the gaps that you need to fill in and kind of selectively choose your classes to kind of complement the degree in however way you you think is like really necessary for your path. I'm curious, both of you have alluded a little bit to what the structure of your various dual degrees look like. I was wondering whether you could tell us a little bit more about what the official structure of the program is and maybe what your experience has been like as you've gone through the different years. The MBA takes place over five years, which is nice because otherwise it would be a four-year MD program and then a two-year MBA. So it's uh, one year accelerated. And if you split it into uh, 10 semesters, um, kind of the, the first two to three semesters are classroom learning. Uh, the next two years of medical school up until year three are practical. So you're in the hospital. Uh, it's really an apprenticeship type model. You're there taking care of patients on the medical team. And then you go to the business school, um, having finished your medical coursework uh, for the semesters seven and eight, um, and do your your first full year of the MBA. Semester nine, you actually go back to the medical school and recruit uh, for residency programs. And then your last semester, you go back to Stern. So that last bit is a little bit hybrid and nuanced. Um, But in effect, you spend your first three years doing your medical school coursework and then your last two years largely doing the MBA. Very interesting. And I follow up question. How has it been just completely diving into something new into the MBA um, instead of being an MD for this entire year? (laughs) So it's interesting in two ways. One, it's a completely different culture uh, and the 
medical crowd and the business crowds are different and both fun in different ways. Uh, but also in terms of the coursework itself, um, like I said, the majority of medical school is actually practical. Uh, it's almost like a job. You go in in the morning, you finish in the evening, and then you're sort of done. Uh, and so coming back to being in the classroom, sitting down for hours at a time, and then uh, doing homework was quite the adjustment. And uh, that's actually been more interesting than, than I predicted, uh, having been in school for so long at this point. Yeah, I can relate to that. I think a lot of us, you know, came from to the MBA from work, too. And getting back to the classroom was, was quite the shock initially. Jessica, how about you? You spoke a little bit about the JD MBA, but why don't you tell us a little bit about what your experience has been like and what the, the structure looks like? Sure. In terms of the structure, um, it's would be three years typically for a law degree and two for a business degree. So it's also one year accelerated and you'll finish the dual degree in four years. You spend the first two years of that at the law school exclusively. You'll spend the third year at the business school exclusively. And then the fourth year, you'll be taking classes in both schools. So since I'm a fourth year student this year, I get to take classes at both the law school and the business school. But thankfully, they're located just on either corner of Washington Square Park from each other. So it's pretty quick to walk back and forth. In terms of what the experience has been like, moving from the law school to business school was an I wouldn't quite call it a shock, but the cultures are also very different. Um, the law school is very much about reading and writing. It's very studious. There are a lot of people with tortoiseshell glasses. Um, and to be clear, I love both of the schools and law students certainly know how to have a good time when they want to. Um, there's actually a social every Thursday night called Bar Review, um, which anyone, some people who have some background knowledge of the law might notice that um, you have to take the bar exam after you graduate from law school. So um, we like to make it sound that we're continuing our studious ways on Thursday nights, but in fact, all the law school students head to a local bar together, which is a lot of fun. But otherwise, um, yeah, the law, I think, is in general, and law school especially, is very monastic. You spend a lot of time alone reading and writing and thinking about the law at the law library. You can walk past it on Sullivan Street in the evenings and look in the windows and you'll see students in there, especially during exams period until late, late at night. Um, versus in the business school, um, you know, this culture is very collaborative, very social. Um, the focus isn't in on the academics in quite the same way, but a lot more on teamwork and presentations and working with other people. So I wouldn't call it a bad shock, but I was really, really looking forward to coming to the business school for this change of pace and this like new community of people. Um, the way I talked before that, you know, I've always felt a little bit at home in each of them. So, um, you know, there are also a few uh, JD MBAs I've talked to who just sort of wanted a change of pace and a different environment to be in before they committed to being big law associates and being in that like rather monastic lifestyle for a couple of years, which I think is really similar to the reason a lot of, you know, bankers or consultants come to business school. Um, of course, you're learning a lot in those two years, but it is a really nice cultural change as well. That's really interesting. I, I imagine there would be different cultures in each of the different schools, but um, it, it's, it sounds like it's kind of, you know, one year you're focused entirely on one subject with one environment and the next 
you're kind of changing and you, you have to meet new people and kind of immerse yourself in this new environment. Um, so that's actually a perfect segue for my next question, which, uh, you know, I'm curious if there's been any challenges in maintaining friendships from your other respective degrees. And I know, you know, from my I'm full-time MBA student, and I feel like I had um, in one of my blocks um, an MD, MBA student. And I remember that I, I was surprised that I wasn't going to see this person in my classes next year because it was it was done. And so I'm curious if you've had any challenges or, um, you know, how you balance these friendships in these different respective degrees. I think because the dual degree is a year sooner, you'll necessarily, you'll be graduating a year sooner. So you'll necessarily be having some challenges keeping your friends from the law school, um, which is a little bit sad because you spend, um, you know, especially your first year of law school, which is called 1L, is really intense and really difficult. So you make a lot of really close bonds and friendships with your law school friends from your original class, but they'll be graduating a year earlier than you and going off to work at firms, take the bar. Um, So it's a little bit sad to be disconnected from them early. Um, That being said, you'll also get that first year community in your MBA, and I've made fantastic friends here at Stern as well. Um, Of course, you can never say that friends will be replaced, but the communities are both fantastic. And I also ended up um, spending a lot of time fostering friends in my JDMBA community. Um, So I served on the board of the JDMBA Association, and I also organize um, a dinner every semester for all of the students in my JDMBA class. Um, The schools necessarily don't create a cohort of the dual degree students of the JDMBAs. So it's actually up to you during launch, during that first week of business school to find out who is all in your JDMBA class. So there'll be a lot of running around, like asking people if they've heard of other JDMBA students, getting people's numbers. Um, But once you do that, and once you find out who's in your class, um, I think it's really worthwhile trying to make those connections, foster those relationships, because in my mind, that's that's a really important network too, both on a personal and a professional level. Like these are the people who really understand your challenges, what you're going through, the people who you can ask questions about cross-registration to, um, who have really been going through the same thing. Um, so I really recommend doing that to any dual degree students. But overall, I wouldn't say call it a loss. You know, maybe my law school friends. Uh, graduated a year earlier than me, but I also got to see them go through the bar exam and admission process and start at their firms. And that's a really great resource for me to see and to have before I have to do that. And it doesn't mean that I don't stay in touch with them. Instead, I get this whole separate community of business school students who I also get to make friends with and learn from. Um, And I have this dual degree cohort, which is, uh, you know, fantastic people. Um, So I would definitely call it a plus, but you also have to recognize that your law school friends won't be around for your last year of school. I didn't realize that they didn't actually put you together in a cohort when you're in that dual degree, especially because of what you said, you know, like the community, even logistically, more even and socially, that community is so important and tight knit for you. I was curious, how how big is the JD MBA community? Yeah, um, I think it really varies. Um, And I will you know, I will give the faculty credit as they were designing this program that they, they'll tell you very explicitly it was a pedagogical choice to not integrate a cohort because 
Um, in many JD MBA programs, they really put JD MBAs together and JD MBAs take all their classes together and do social events together. And it becomes this really insular community. But um, NYU wants you to become integrated in your respective separate schools and to really get that separate school experience, your Stern experience, your law experience. And then you have the opportunity to create that cohort on the side. There's about 12 JD MBAs in my cohort this year. Not every cohort does what I've done and gets in touch with everybody else. So um, I'm sure it varies from a couple students. I think uh, last year's class was quite a bit smaller, maybe like seven or eight, um, but it's not not super big. Really interesting. Thanks for sharing that. And Key, what about with the MD MBAs? How is it, um, you know, maintaining these friendships and relationships when you're in a different school? Yeah, just to put things really nicely, it's in a similar respect, uh, you graduate one year later than the cohort you entered with. And so at this point in time, it's it's nice because everybody's still around, but I anticipate that it will get pretty difficult once kind of that initial cohort disperses. Um, the business cohort and the medicine cohort are um, kind of culturally different, but they're also different structurally. We have 190 to 100 entering medical students per class. And so it's a very small group. You end up knowing everybody extremely well. Um, you know, who's had a baby the minute they've had a baby, uh, you know, that sort of thing. And so it's, um, it's different from the, the more kind of spread out diverse business school experience. Um, uh, but kind of both are fun in, in their own way. Uh, as I, as alluded to before, the MD MBA cohort itself is, is three students. Um, in my, my class. And so unlike the, the JD MBAs, we're not quite as organized. We don't have a student group formally, um, but we'd like to take some inspiration from them and uh, kind of organize a little bit better, both to, I mean, we, we know that the three of us know each other very well, um, but uh, to, to get that cohort together, but also to go back to the medical school and say, this is what we do as MD MBAs. And if you're interested, reach out and uh, kind of create a support network in that sense. Yeah, we should talk about that. <laughs> you guys should definitely talk about that. It seems like, you know, there's there's different levels of organizations between, you know, just these two dual degree programs alone. I'm sure we'll find out more in our in our next dual degree episode. But, you know, speaking of clubs a little bit, I was curious, um, you know, what does that integration look like once you get to Stern? Because we obviously have so many different clubs, organizations for you to join, both professional ones and, you know, affinity ones and interest ones. Um, and so I'm curious, Maybe you could tell us a little bit about what clubs were you interested in joining, if any, when you got to Stern, and does that you know club social engagement aspect look the same um, at your at your other school, or maybe there's dual degree clubs as well? Jessica, I think you alluded to being you know um, on the board of your the JD MBA Association. So can we start with you? Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, sure. I think um, so. I was on the I was the co president of the JD MBA Association during what would have been my MBA one year. And that guided a lot of my extracurricular experience. As a JD MBA, you can join whatever clubs you want at Stern. And JD MBAs absolutely do join everything from social clubs to professional clubs, affinity groups, um, because the being on 
the board of the JDMB Association took up so much of my time. I did join a few clubs, but that was my primary conduit to the Stern community. And last year, we actually got the JDMBA Association recognized as an official club by Stern for the first time, which I was a little taken aback that it wasn't already. We'd been at the law school for a long time and relatively integrated with Stern, but um, now we are officially a Stern club. It's free to join, and I recommend um, that anybody who's interested check it out. It's free. Um, and so we do a lot of cross events with Stern clubs. I think that a big part of our job is fostering knowledge and network and community across the two schools, because while I'd, while there is a lot of um, you know space there for JDMBAs to find their own community in the JDMBA Association, I think that we have a lot to offer um, just in terms of uh, the fact that business students will be the clients of the lawyers going forward and those will be good people for them to know as well as you know both on a personal level and a professional level um, having someone in the law who you can kind of ask what do I do when something goes wrong or when you have a question is very valuable but even you know in order to do that you kind of have to know in what situations do I need to contact a lawyer or you know, maybe as we did a lot with the Entrepreneurship Club last year in doing events for startup founders um, where, you know, many startup founders might not have a lawyer right away, might not be able to afford a lawyer right away. So looking at things like what are the legal considerations that startup founders should be thinking about and what should they be doing about them? Uh, so we have a lot of events like that as well as um, social events. Um, but otherwise, uh, yeah, you can uh, make your own adventure at Stern and the law school. That's awesome. And I'm glad you were able to kind of make that community officially recognized and everything too. Um, Key, what about you? Did you come here looking for any um, clubs to join or were you trying to integrate yourself in the Stern community through that outlet at all? I think the the club structure at Stern is pretty similar to the club structure at the medical school. There are three types of clubs per se. Um, one is professional, so the equivalent here of the you know PEBC, GFA, so on. Then you have the affinity groups, cultural, religious, whatever it might be. And then you have kind of the fun groups. And so I came in knowing that I wanted to exit the program and, and do clinical medicine, go to residency and such. Uh, I was less drawn to the uh, professional groups, um, but there are other MD, MBAs uh, who are have more diverse interests and so some of them may be looking to leave clinical medicine and join those groups um, and so they found a lot of uh they found a lot of support through those uh, programs for me personally i was more interested in the fun groups um and while i think uh at this point in the mba one process recruiting has kind of taken over culturally i'm looking forward to some of those more uh fun type club events in the future Makes a lot of sense and can definitely vouch that as an MBA too, spring semester will probably be a lot better socially for everyone in the MBA. I actually have a quick follow-up to what you said. Can can you talk a little bit about recruiting for an MD MBA student? And you don't typically hear of recruiting in, in med school. And I feel like I've heard of, you know, match days and things like that. But what does recruiting look like for you? And have you done, you know, internships or um what does that look like in conjunction with the MD-MBA schedule? Well, this is kind of, you, you have to make the split between 
MD MBAs who are interested clinically and MD MBAs who are interested more in business careers. Um, and so if you're looking to use the MBA to pivot into something that's not traditionally medical, like VC, uh, for instance, or healthcare investment banking, um, then you don't necessarily need to go through the medical recruiting process. You more want to go through the business recruiting process. Uh, for people like me who are interested in, in clinical and, and those kinds of hybrid careers, um, on the medical side, uh, you have this match process, right, which is analogous to, to recruiting. And it starts with choosing your specialty. And once you've chosen your specialty, you do what's called an acting residency, which is sort of like your internship. Uh, for a month or for a couple months, you are a uh, treated like a first-year resident or an intern um, on the service of your choice, whether it's surgery, medicine, psychiatry, whatever it is. And once you've done that, um, and you've taken your boards, of course, you then fill out an application, send it to all the programs that you might be interested in across the country, and that's a centralized process. And then you go and interview. And because of COVID, things have sh shifted around, but the traditional interview process involves flying out to different parts of the country, seeing the facilities, meeting the people at those programs, uh, interviewing there. And then at the end of all of that, uh, you take the facilities and, and the programs that you like best and rank them um, from one to whatever. And they take the applicants that they like best and rank them from one to whatever. And then you have a matching algorithm that optimizes those ranks. And so at the end of the day, what match day is, you're given an envelope. And inside that envelope is the name of one hospital in one city uh, that you'll be sent to. Keith, thanks for telling us a little bit about that. A lot of my friends are going through the residency application process right now, too. And so I am curious, um, have you put any thought into what you might be applying for for residency next year? I am uh, interested in a field called vascular surgery. So clinically, it's uh, kind of the medical and surgical management, repair and reconstruction of the arteries and veins all around the body. And so it's a small little community. There are more Navy SEALs in the country than there are vascular surgeons. Um, but that's sort of the, the goal to, uh, to do that. The residency program is between five and seven years long after medical school. Um, and uh, so I guess fall of 2023 is when I'll be looking uh, I, to actually fill out the applications. I've done the boards and I've done um, the, those acting internships uh, already. Very cool. Well, best of luck. And Jessica, I know you shared about where you're going after business school as well. Um, I was curious. What, what does recruiting look like for the JD MBAs? If you could share a little bit more about maybe how you found where you're going and, and whether you interned along the way between your um, law school years and the MBA. Absolutely. Uh, so in the four-year JD MBA program, you'll have three summers and the first two summers you'll be doing at the law schools. Um, the first summer, usually you kind of find a public interest or public service internship to work at and then during that summer is when the law school recruiting process happens and most JDMBAs, um, myself included, recruited originally through the law school. Um, I actually was part of the COVID class so my recruiting got pushed back until January of the next year but um, that's okay, it worked just the same, just everything was online. Um, and the law school recruiting process is very similar to what you see and stern in the banking um, and maybe consulting industries too, where everything is very formalized. Employers come to campus um, for screening 
screener interviews, there's a ranking process and the differences that's done based on your grades versus in the business school, you get screeners through networking, recruiting, coffee chats, stuff like that. In the law school, you get your foot in the door by having really good grades, which makes it very competitive your first year, unfortunately. Otherwise, uh, I think most JD MBAs do get um, a a job in the law for their second summer working at a firm. Um, And then once you do that, you have the choice to recruit through Stern when you get to your MBA one year or not. And that's a really interesting consideration for a lot of JD MBAs um, because you have then gone through this whole recruiting process at the law school already and where you lot as very successful recruiting outcomes. So you probably have a great job in the law already. And then you have to decide, do I want to go through this like very intense recruiting process again? And in many ways, the recruiting process at Stern is even more intense because you do have to do all the networking, the talking with people just to get your foot in the door and then doing individual applications. That's a lot of work. Um, And so I think a lot of JD MBAs decide that they're going to work in the law for a few years first. And then you can always go from working at a law firm and jump into the business world. But if you start out in the business world, you can't then jump back into a law firm you have to go to a law firm pretty much as soon as you graduate from law school. That being said, there absolutely are JD MBAs who um, recruit through Stern, get jobs in banking, consulting, otherwise. Um, And I would really um, encourage people to consider this, especially for industries that are heavily regulated. It often makes a lot of sense for lawyers to get jobs on the business side. Um, One example is doing like restructuring work at a bank. Restructuring and bankruptcy is like super involved in the law. And so they really love seeing people with law degrees go into that. It could also be the case if you want to do something like consulting for a heavily regulated industry like aerospace, where you're also going to be working with a lot of regulations and it's helpful to know how all of those systems work. And yeah, of course, there are a fair number of people who end up doing a law firm internship during their business school summer too. And the benefit of that, um, the way that I did it, is that it really allows you to focus on your Stern classes and get a lot out of your first year at Stern. Because if you recruit, then it takes away a lot of time and energy for your from your classes. And for me, that was a really core part of why I wanted to come to Stern. Like, I wanted to learn accounting. I wanted to learn statistics. I wanted to learn finance. And you know, for people who are recruiting in banking, they don't get to spend a lot of time studying for those classes and learning those skills. Um, so there's definitely trade-offs for either one, but uh, they all lead to really good outcomes. So it sounds like, um, you know, overall, in terms of differences between like a full-time program and these dual degree programs, the timelines are, are a little bit different. The recruiting process is a little bit different. And Jessica, you even talked a little bit about the cultures too, and how it's a little bit more, um, you know, competitive and intense for law students the first year. I'm curious if there's other similarities or differences that you've noticed between, um, you know, full-time programs, whether it's, you know, full-time business and full-time law, full-time med versus these dual degree programs. Um, And whether it's, you know, the people and, Maybe it's it's different stress levels at different times, um, but I'm I'm just curious about that experience and what you've noticed as someone who's been able to kind of have a foot 
in each of the different schools? It's, it's an interesting question. Uh, and I think the biggest difference perhaps that I've seen uh, between people who have kind of full focus in, in one program versus one foot in each, like you said, is uh, how much experience people bring from the other side to what they're doing. And so it's kind of interesting how much I find myself talking about medicine in the MBA program. Sometimes it feels like I talk about medicine more in the MBA program than I do with my MD friends because we're trying to talk about anything other than medicine uh, when we hang out. And so that's uh, sort of something that I found surprising. I wasn't expecting to, um, to bring so much of that side over. I kind of thought that I would just integrate and assimilate as, as an MBA student. And here I am kind of uh, reliving my, my medicine experiences, which, which is cool. That's such a great answer because I'm someone who's kind of interested in, you know, entertainment and also social impact. And I feel like when I'm in my entertainment club, I'm thinking, how can you add a social impact element and vice versa in the other clubs? And so, yeah, that's that's a great difference to point out. Jessica, I'm not sure if, if you've thought of anything or if you have anything to say to this question. No pressure if not. Yeah, um, I think that going into the program, people who decide to do the dual degree, there's not necessarily a huge difference between those people and any other student outside of like knowing that you have some interest in doing business law. Some people are much more sure about that than others. But um, I think it's really coming out of the program that you see a difference in people. Um, one thing that I've always uh, sort of thought or, you know, said is, I think that a lot of times, especially for people who aren't familiar with um, like business or finance or economics, it can seem really intimidating, especially in fields like finance where, you know, they seem to often dress up pretty like accessible concepts and pretty crazy terminology. And it's so much more about mentally feeling at home in that space and knowing that you're smart, knowing that you understand what's happening. Um, much more than it is about how difficult those concepts are to understand. So coming out of the program, I think I see a big difference in especially uh, lawyers who often feel uncomfortable in those spaces and with those topics and having a lot more confidence and self-assurance that they are smart at these things and they do know what's going on and they are going to be able to serve their clients really well as corporate lawyers. I think that's a, a fantastic point. And Sometimes it seems to me that it comes down to a language barrier, that people talk about the same concepts using completely different words. And that's the case, whether it's medicine or business, or I, I guess it's, it's a, a thing in law as well. Um, and when I came to the MBA, one of the other adjustments that I had to make was the way I speak. Um, and I feel the same way kind of switching between those two groups. I use the word synergy way too often now. <laughs> I think a lot of us are going to start using that word way too often now, too, <laughs> especially being business students. I guess as we start to wrap up here, I am curious, who exactly would you recommend the various dual degrees you're pursuing to? And maybe what are some things that they should be thinking about as they start that application process? I would absolutely recommend this degree to a lot of people, especially if you're someone who knows that you are interested in law, law and business or some sort of the intersection thereof. Um, you know, it's it's one extra year and the financial aid at Stern is really generous compared to the law school. Um, a lot of people come out 
of the JDMBA or with more financial aid than they would have gotten if they had just been in law school. So, you know, you could pay less overall, including for your law school, doing the dual degree than you would have just doing the law school. It's a really, really great system. And I think there's just so much optionality there. Um, this is a little bit niche, but um, in the law community, there's something you can do called a clerkship sometime after you graduate where you go work for a judge for a year and you help them write their opinions and make their decisions. Um, but that's typically done for litigators, the, the lawyers who actually want to work in courtrooms. And those are one-year programs and firms really encourage you to go do those. But as a business lawyer, that doesn't necessarily make a whole lot of sense. Um, so I really think of the JD MBA that one extra year as being like a clerkship for business lawyers. Um, it's only one extra year. You're gaining a whole lot of skills, a whole lot of flex flexibility and optionality. You know, if you think you might want to be a business lawyer, but you're not sure, having the MBA will really help you transition out into another career in the business field in a few years if you're unhappy at a law firm. Um, so for that reason, I think that the degree makes sense for a lot of people. And I really would like to see a lot more um, students choosing the JD MBA just because I think it is that good. And I would, of course, encourage anyone to reach out to me to talk about it. Um, I love having these conversations with people. And I think it really depends on your own individual interests and what you think you might want to do. You don't have to have it all figured out, but um, that's okay. Yeah, you're so right. And I think so many of us don't necessarily have it figured out. So if you can add an extra layer of, you know, a world of opportunity out there, it's probably a great thing to do. He, how about you? I think there's a lot of opportunity and increasing opportunity in medicine to find your niche between uh, these clinical processes and the business processes. And uh, we have a lot of smart, capable and uh, interested medical students who, who can really uh, kind of benefit from both uh, degrees. And I think one of the real barriers, especially in medicine, is that people are very risk averse. They like that long runway. They like that long um, kind of defined career path uh, such that you do your medical school and then you do your residency and then you do your fellowship and then you get your job and then you retire and your life is perfect. Um, and people are, are put off by the idea that this is such a flexible option that gives you kind of many different pathways. You don't have to have it all together. They give you both puzzle pieces. You can fit them together at any time. Um, but uh, I think people will come to realize that there's value in that uh, and will we'll choose to do the MBA and I would encourage them to. And um, as Jessica said, I'm, I'm happy to, to speak with anybody who might be interested. Awesome. Well, thank you both so much for joining and sharing a little bit about your dual degree journeys. Um, I know as a full-time student, I don't really get to hear much about it. So this was really informative. Um, so thank you, Jessica and Key. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks for having us. Ali, I don't know about you, but I learned a lot today about all of the different applications of an MBA. I, I didn't realize that it can be so versatile depending on, you know, the different degrees that you pair it with. Yeah, totally agree, Trishti. Like, I, I feel like I've heard, you know, I know classmates of mine who are in these dual degree programs, but I've never actually sat down with them and asked them these questions and gotten answers. So it was really, you know, enlightening. Yeah, very, very cool to see how both, you know, Jessica and he are are pursuing their various paths. I'm really looking forward to the follow-up episode where, you know, we get to talk to some of the MPA and MFA dual degree students too. 
I'm sure they're going to have some similarities about how the programs interact and I'm looking forward to seeing what they are. Yep. Me too. Can't wait.